So the world is ending. The world is ending. Is this how you pictured the apocalypse? Staying home and watching Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) In yoga pants. Look, all I know is I thought there would be more leather involved and more punk hairstyles. Mad Max led me to believe a completely different aesthetic was going to happen. (laughs) I am so into the Mad Max apocalypse. Like, I'm here for it. I want my crazy tank. The only one... I remember the like the redo from a few years ago, but you know I grew up in like a video store, so Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome scarred me so bad as a kid. Like whenever anyone says apocalypse, I immediately think of like Master Blaster and like the desert and like all that '80s like hairband hair and like bone bras and the whole thing. Like it's ruined me. <laughs> okay, well. I will say this. I loved the uh, the new one so much that I had absolutely no interest in the originals, which is not usually how I am at all. But you may have right? just gotten me really excited for it. What? I, I don't remember, though, EJ. If, if it's good, it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I'm talking about, like, I remember from when I was, like, we would have been, like, young. When, I think it was, like, late 80s when it came out. So, I mean, I feel like maybe it's it warrants a rewatch, you know, at this point. Bring me all these Something to circle back on for a future episode. Right. We're going to do some, <laughs> some research here. Have you seen that meme? And it's like what I thought my apocalypse would look like. And it's like all punked out. And it's like what my apocalypse looks like. And it's a bathrobe and yoga pants. And like a bun. Yeah, this is it. You're seeing it right now. So, it's my, it's my <laughs> Lululemon leggings and my sweatshirt. <laughs> socks. I'm just happy to see anybody that I'm not related to at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. And like trying to even get just set up for this. It was like, what's the name of our program again? Like so many different (laughs) things that were just like, my brain is not ready for the heavy lifting anymore. So this is about to get really interesting. Holy. I know. I know. Like I like, what's a computer? How do I do this? (laughs) All right. Well, we're really getting into the spirit. The theme of this miniseries is my favorite apocalypse. So, um, yes. What's your favorite apocalypse? So, I don't know if what I want to talk about today is really my favorite. Breaking the rules already. But it's some of the most interesting. I will say, like, I thought I knew my favorite, and then before I came to record, I was fixing some tea, and I just asked my husband offhand, I was like, "Hey, what's your favorite apocalypse?" And he was like. Zombie land, hands Ooh, down. I was that's like, a oh, good one. Damn it. Yeah, that's a mm, great one. Yeah. Although I would die so fast. I'm more of a Shaun of the Dead girl. Like, <laughs> that would be more where I would be likely to make it. So you think you'd make um, it in that apocalypse, though? Because I feel like in that one, like, okay, they both have characters that are like screw-ups. But I feel like the Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead screw-up is a more fatal screw-up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But the zombies are slower. That's what I'm basing this on. That's a good point. I feel like I could live with slow zombies. It's it's those crazy fast zombies. I would just not even try. I'd be like, this is my life now, sprinting? No thanks. I'm out. (laughs) Cardio? No. Yeah, fast zombie fast zombies is how I die. Like I don't live in that world. It doesn't happen. So there's a book while we're talking about zombies called forest of hands and teeth it was a YA book it came out like 10 years ago I've probably talked about it before and she had like the best 
explanation on in that world on why some zombies were fast and some zombies were slow and like i had never seen it addressed before because in her world there were fast zombies and slow zombies it's like the rot factor right it, the rot huh? factor it was um so hmm. in her world if there were a lot of other they didn't call them zombies i don't remember what they called them but were around and then somebody was infected they would be a slow zombie because it was a virus but if there were no other ones around the virus's way to self-preserve was it would create like a super fast zombie that could like Stop. run and bite as many people as I possible. I love that that's not at all what I, I would have expected I thought it had to do with like the the body uh kind of like starting to no. rot as it died de- yeah decay. decay thank you no it that was, no, better. it's a really, it was a very smart zombie YA series. Like, I really, like, I still have it. It was, like, 10 years ago. It came out when Hunger Games mm. came out, I think. That was an unfortunate year for other YA. <laughs> Maybe before. <laughs> By Carrie Ryan. See, I remember. Look, I'm having the opposite effect with, with Apocalypse. Everybody has pandemic brain, and my brain is finally, like, slowing down. <laughs> it's like, oh, I remember things. Yeah. I mean... That's kind of the silver line. I mean, I hate to talk about a silver lining because there's so much terrible yeah. stuff going on in the world. But it, I, I mean, it's very true that we're being forced to be still. Take a minute. Live in 1992 for a little while. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> and I mean, like, I don't mind saying silver lining because it's podcast. We're being silly. Like, that's the whole thing. Just to... <laughs> A distraction. But so, okay, I'll tell you the one that I thought about for today. And guys, I have not seen this movie since 1997 in school. And I'm hoping it, uh, (laughs) I'm hoping it holds up because it's from 1973. So I probably should have rewatched it in case it's a dumpster fire. I love when you do this. But. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, I remember like, like I watched all these weird (laughs) movies. Like, (laughs) do you remember Soylent Green? No. <laughs> the soylent green is people. The soylent green is people. Okay, so picture this, EJ, in a distant future after a climate crisis. The world is decimated. It is overpopulated. There's not enough food. There's no farms. It's smoggy. Everybody lives in like these really crappy conditions and like are in rags. And in New York, it's like so overcrowded. And like I think in this, like maybe the year is like. 2007 uh, yeah, or something say, like, like next week because yeah. <laughs> it's from the 70s yeah and the way you eat is you buy these fiber bars sold by the government called soylent there's like soylent red and soylent yellow and if i'm getting the colors wrong y'all don't don't i i don't remember this has been a long time like i had a science class at a private school in junior high and all we did was watch like we watched like soylent green and cocoon in like science fiction movies. So very sad I missed out in this class. We had to do shit. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great though. <laughs> um, it uh oh, okay. So there's this cop and he has I don't remember exactly how he finds out, but he gets like this hot tip on um the new project product, which is Soylent Green, and it is a super nutritious food bar from the government that is way tastier than Soylent Red and Soylent Yellow or whatever they are. Like it actually tastes good and it's green because it's made from algae and it's made from things in the ocean. And one thing leads to another throughout this mystery and this guy like finds out, oh, algae's extinct. 
kelp is extinct. Those things don't exist anymore. What's this made of? And so he has a friend. Um, and one of the things you can do in this world, I remember, is uh, like if you're just tired of it all, you can do government-assisted suicide, basically. Um, and you go into this facility, and they like just make it really nice. They make it smell nice, and you watch a video of what the world used to be like and basically die, right? And he goes through it, and like the guy, I don't remember if he's like watching it happen, like if he snuck in, but one thing leads to another, and he finds out the people that go in this facility, the government takes the bodies and are turning them in to Soylent Green. Why is it green then? Yeah, like, I don't know. It never <laughs> explains that part. <laughs> so he's trying to exp to tell people. And uh, yeah, so he's like going crazy and he's back out in the world. And he's like, the Soylent Green is people. Tell everyone the Soylent Green is people. And I remember, like, there was all these parts, like... He got, I don't remember if like we're like trying to buy him off with like a nicer apartment or anyway, he ends up in like this nicer place to live. And it's like the first time he's ever lived anywhere. And it, the apartment came with a woman and I didn't understand what that meant as a kid. Oh, man. They were like, oh yeah, you could get a job and just be furniture. And it was a nice life. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, That's what I would want to be. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. And I remember him being like, can you get strawberries? And she's like, no, I can get an egg. And that was like a big deal in the movie. I don't remember. Anyway, so yeah. So funny story. A few years ago, I accepted a friend request from this guy from high school. And remember, I went to like 13 different schools. So I'm like not close with anybody I went to school. I was that kid that was in your class for like half a year and then moved. That was me. 13 times. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. From fifth grade to my senior year. 13 times. Not from kindergarten wow. to my senior year. Yeah. How did yeah, you learn lot. anything? I didn't. <laughs> and here you are today. <laughs> and here I am. No, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I read a lot. But he ended up being like this big conspiracy theorist, like everything. I was like, oh, God. And so one day I thought I was going to be funny and I thought I was going to make this crazy reference and nobody was going to know what it was. And so I put, I commented on his thing. I was like, the Soylent Green is people. Tell everybody. And girl, he unfriended me like that. <laughs> I guess he got the reference. <laughs> I was like, sweet. Someone got my you obscure found the movie cure. reference. Yes. Yes. Oh, Funny. So, so that's that's what I got. People eating climate crisis. I do like that. Yes. The government feeding us ourselves. Yes. And I don't know. It's it's this situation where, okay, if you're starving and you're down here and you're living in like this dump mm -hmm. and they come out with something tasty, do you really want to know? I mean, no. Do you, really, you want to know what's in your hot dog? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. No. I mean, that sounds terrible. I don't want to eat people, you guys. I'm just, just saying, I'm trying to be funny there. Better you than me, though. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> Let's just change the subject. Let's just gloss right over and pretend oh, uh, I didn't reference. It's probably better to stop it now green. because there's, there's a lot of other directions for that to go where we probably don't need to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. So here's what I've got. I've got another one of my like obscure books that I read five years ago. No, I think that's great. So it actually, this isn't that obscure. I don't know why I'm patting myself on the back. Like this is something no one's going to know. It was a bestseller. Super sad, true love story. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so 
This is a novel by Gary Steingart, is I think how it's pronounced. I'm sorry, I've only ever seen it in writing. But it was a really interesting book. And here's the whole thing with this book, right? It's set like, I don't know, like 50 years in the future. And so we've been able to take like plastic surgery and like medical tech and other things like that to a point where you can basically look however you want and live however long you want as long as you can pay for it. Right. Right. But so it's creating an even more extreme um, socioeconomic gap. Okay. But then in addition to that, like, mm, I don't even know how to explain it because, okay, so like the governments are now like these like merged corporate conglomerates. So instead of America, you have, this is this wasn't it, but like Walmart, Apple, I don't know, like, like everything merged together. So they're like own, like everything yeah. is ran by. Yeah, essentially. So like where you live is a corporate entity. Hmm. Okay. But it's based on where you are. So it's both at the same time. Um, kind of like when church and state were the same, now state and company are the same. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that, but then like the, the main plot arc of the core characters is this romantic progression. So, um, this guy who works at one of the companies that does like some of the medical tech stuff. So it's like Apple of the future for everything hot, but like on your own body. Um, he's kind of like jaded and burnt out and he doesn't quite fit into all of it. And he doesn't really like buy into all of it in terms of like maxing out your own body type of stuff too. Right. So he's, he's more relatable in that way, but he's also just like a total loser in this world. Okay. But he falls in love with this girl who he meets somehow through this company. And they, a lot of the book is like their emails back and forth. Oh, I love that. And so he's like trying to pursue her and it's super awkward. And then they start to like understand each other better. And it's like this weird kind of clunky, slow, awkward love story, which in some ways is really endearing. And they finally get together and then it gets really problematic and then they kind of drift apart. And this whole thing is happening. But in the backdrop, the world that it's in is so super unsettling. And it reminds me of some of what we're seeing with this pandemic, which is why I chose it for today. Because um, you have this like hyper social media type of dynamic going on where like everyone kind of like we have our phones everywhere now, but it's like that and everything else that you might ever use like on a necklace pendant. And so like you go to a bar physically with people, but then while you're there like sitting at a table, Everyone else, it's like geolocated too. So like everyone else around you can see your profile and see who you are across the room and like rank you as a human. Oh, it's very Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking of that like as I was saying it. So it's kind of like the Black Mirror episode too, but like everywhere you go in life, this is just happening. And um, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like that type of thing, but then also like, like, you know, like the clickbait type of articles. So like now like people are like, here's, you know, 10 movies to binge while you're stuck at home for social distancing and like the top, you know, like basically the shit we're doing right now. Like, right. Let's, let's do a jokey episode about apocalypses as we sit here through the apocalypse. <laughs> you, know, let's stay, you know, stay entertained while you're at home. And like that sort of shit's happening. 
and slowly in the background in a way that actually the first time I read it like really put me off the book and I had to sit and think about it for a while. Um, sorry, spoilers are about to happen. But by the end of the book, like these two two conglomerate country companies are at war with each other. And so basically they're like just in this like bombing of New York. And it's like, where did this freaking come from? Like this was a love story that like just like really spiraled in a weird way. Like what? And it's just like, but it's like quietly happening in the background the entire time. I love that though. I love when you have a very like, not straightforward, but kind of a quiet story set in a really funky, weird, like where it's at, the location is a character. Mm-hmm. And like, if you took this love story and you put it contemporary or you put it somewhere else, it would be good, but it wasn't, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. You know? it, so if it was really a modern cool. day, it would just be a really depressing field oh. love story. <laughs> it would just be the worst. But um, I love some awkward love story. Right. But you put it into this context of this, like weird future where we have to be like turned on all the time and like everything's about the screen in front of us and everything's owned by something and it was just wild and it was it was frightening in how true it felt to how a society of people would actually engage a situation this serious because what else do you do do you remember minority report kind of the tom cruise movie and like your Yay. eye, like there was something like retina scans everywhere and you'd walk by and look and it would scan and it would know everything about you. And so it would tailor, like there would be like screens all the time. like. And we're like two seconds away from that. Yeah. <laughs> if we're ever yeah. allowed to leave so our houses again, let's just you know, take a breath. <laughs> you know what's weird? I thought when we came up with this idea, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen like four or five apocalyptic mm. movies. I've read some books. And then I got to thinking and I'm like, oh my God, I, like probably half of, of media that I've consumed is this theme in some form or another. Well, and it took me forever. We'll have to do one where we talk about like the Buffy apocalypses because, you know, like that was part of like the in-joke of Buffy. It was just like, oh, okay, it's time to save the world again. The world is ending again. And it was just like, you get so jaded on the world ending <laughs> that like you can't even really get yourself worked up for it anymore. You know, I think on this break, I might oh, introduce choice. my kids to Buffy because they've never seen it. I want to see how it holds up. So I watched it for the first time like six years ago or something. And so it took me a while to get into it. And I did make the mistake of starting with the movie. Oh, yeah. How funky <laughs> is your chicken? How loose is your goose? I remember I had that movie. Well, of course I did. <laughs> wild how dated that movie was um and I was like I don't know about this but I said I'd get like through season one and then like somewhere along the way it just like clicks you know and like you're like oh okay I get the humor of this now but for a while it was like so campy and it was so like I don't know kitschy or something that I it had to adjust so I don't think I ever saw season one um I mean it doesn't like pick up where the movie left off huh it's like completely its own thing like Buffy Summers moves well in the movie in the movie they like she she destroys her first high school and then has to leave it and then the this tv series starts at her new school and so they kind of like vaguely reference she like burned her old high school down (laughs) as one does gotcha okay I just remember in the movie, like, I remember a few things. Like, I remember, like, she pulls out 
like across and he's she's like i am gonna stop you and he's like what with your puny faith and like sets the cross on fire and she sprays it with <laughs> hairspray and goes no my awesome fashion sense and like it blows fire at his face and i remember being like seven and thinking yeah. that was like the best thing ever oh Her. my god it was pretty great <laughs> yeah do you have another one i mean that was my big one to share today but um, I, I do keep thinking about Scott Pilgrim. Do you know Scott Pilgrim? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I know. I haven't. So I'm familiar, but I haven't watched it. And I know the movie is based on a comic book, uh-huh. right? So, of course, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I have the comic books. They're great. Actually, the comic books were one of the first things that I ever read that were comic books. Um, when I was in Omaha, Nebraska, which is a highly underrated city, and I loved it a lot. Um, but we can talk about that some other time. I know you have a deep love for Omaha. Oh my God, I, I really do. And I'm never going to let it go. Like we have such fond memories of Omaha, Nebraska. But anyway, while we were in Omaha, I was working at a marketing agency and um, some of the guys that worked at the agency were like big longtime comics fans and were passing around the books. And I just like, I saw one of them with one of the books at one point and I was like, what is that? And they just were really nice guys who told me all about it. And then they were like, do you want to read it? And I was like, I I think I really do. And so I just like became part of it with them. And, um, you know, if you've ever dealt with a snotty comic book geek who uh, wants to make sure that they know, you know, that you're not welcome or give you a geek test. You're not a real fan. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) You know, they, you know, that's kind of a distinct and, and special thing that they were so nice to me about it and really welcomed that's me into great. the circle, even though I was a girl and didn't know anything about comic books, but was just kind of curious. And so they were awesome. And then they got me into Fables, which is another incredible series and extremely long. One of those guys, sorry, this has taken a turn. Um, <laughs> oh, it's okay. That's what we do. Um, but uh, one of those guys had every single issue. Like we were already like in the hundreds of issues on fables by the time I like discovered it at all. And he lent me every single individual issue. Oh, wow. He was, see, that's so daunting to me though. As someone that hasn't, like if I stumble up on something like that, I'm like, Oh God, Mm -hmm. how am I ever going to catch up? Well, and that's the thing, right? Like you need someone who's going to like be kind and point you in the right direction like that. And like tell you where to jump in. Cause it can be hard. So the Scott Pilgrim movie, mm. is it, like, it's worth it? It's good? Okay, look. Good. If you haven't read the comic books, is it better? Probably. Probably. I mean, okay, one, I really thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Okay. It was heavily stylized. So you have to like that sort of thing. Like, if you okay. like a good Tarantino kind of spin or Robert Rodriguez or, like, that's a little bit darker and grittier than what Scott Pilgrim does. But if you like that sort of styling... Um, mm-hmm. you, you might like this too. Um, or I'm trying to think of another one. Oh, it was inspired by an anime and then they like, they're in like an asylum. Mm. I'm going to shout this out in the middle of the night and Chris will have no idea okay. what I'm talking about, <laughs> but he will be Eureka. really scared. Um, ugh. Someone's going to know what I'm talking about. Someone shout it out in the comments. But um, but no, it's like that sort of thing where it really blurs the lines between reality and fantasy. 
worlds. Yeah. And then, um, no, I like that. I know. Yeah. We are kind of scr- like, it might take a minute to kind of figure out as you're watching it, like what is really happening mm. and what is like part of maybe the main character, like imagination or feelings yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. And, I like that. And, and it's all done in this like video game motif which is it's oh, like cool. a really classic style video game which is the only reason I could follow any of it because the last video game I played was like the 1980s like Mario and Luigi yeah. <laughs> so like, we need to have a gamer on the show oh God. <laughs> we'll do that um but yeah and so it's just like it's really cute it's really sweet the characters are really quirky and it's got a really distinct sort of sense of humor about it um mm-hmm. oh, What's the name of the guy who writes that? Give me a second. But he's he's just like really got a distinct, awesome thing going on. Uh, he wrote another book called. Damn it! I did not cram appropriately for this episode. Um, no, it's okay. Look, we're gonna do several, so you you can <laughs> totally redeem it in the next one. I like. I thought I knew what I wanted to talk about. And then I just started remembering all the different apocalypse stuff. And like some of it, like there for a while, it was a very um, popular genre. Mm -hmm. So I read books that I remember the plot. I don't remember the title. I don't remember who wrote it because there were so many for a minute. I'm not complaining. Like I still love, I still love some dystopian and utopian uh, books. But I remember there was one where we like, I don't remember if the moon blew up or if it just got knocked closer to earth. And when it did that, it messed with our tides Mm. and it messed everything up slowly and everything like crumbled. Like it was, it was very interesting. So I'm going to find out the name of that. Yeah. I'll let you know in the next episode. It was really good. Cool. It was short. It was very short, but it was a really good book. (laughs) It was a YA book. That sounds like fun. Okay, so the author and illustrator's name is Brian Lee O'Malley for Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. And another one that he wrote um, since Scott Pilgrim is called Seconds. And that one is also adorable and fun and just really great. Um, They're both kind of like coming of age, reaching adulthood type of stories, um, but at different points in a person's life. So Scott Pilgrim's like in his early 20s in trying to like deal with adulting in general. And then um, the second one, (laughs) seconds, is about a woman who's about 30 or so, I want to say, opening her first restaurant that's totally hers. And she finds this like house elf that starts messing with her (laughs) in Uh her new restaurant. Um, So that one's really fun. Wait, and this was, this is a... What is this? This is a book or comic This book? is a graphic novel. Graphic novel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Brian okay. O'Malley. Love him. He was at the awesome. National Book Festival a few years ago. Ah, it's fun That's to see. Cool. Yeah. The name of the moon book that I referenced real fast <laughs> out of nowhere is called Life as We Knew It by Susan Beth Pfeffer. Hmm. If anybody wants to look that up. It's real short. It's real cute. Um... It's been a while since I've read it. Nice. Do you have any movies? Mm-mm. So do you remember the old Planet of the Apes? Did you watch that? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. I know I've seen parts of them because my dad used to watch them, but I don't think I ever sat still long enough to watch an entire one with him because I was, like, very young. He usually had us, like, okay. sorting his coin bowl or something. 
matching his socks. Well, don't go, don't watch them now. Like, if you want to watch Planet of the Apes, definitely watch the remake. I watched, really? so I had very fond movie, memories of these movies growing up. Um, you know, just because we were always watching really random stuff. Like, my parents are very young, but um, they, like, a lot of the, the things we watched, I think, were older than their mm-hmm. generation, even. And so these were the movies, and there's like three or four of them. And I remember watching them and loving them. And then so I did a rewatch, not I guess about five years ago. And the first one's good or whatever. I mean, it's cheesy monkey costumes. It's whatever. It's it's good. But I can't remember if it's the second one or the third one. The whole plot has to do with an atomic bomb, and they find it underground, and there's like these mutated people. And then I think they like end up setting it off, and that's it. <laughs> Like, it's just so... I was Amazing. Like, really? I'm just, just like, it. invested, and this is how it ends? Like, they worship the bomb. And I guess, I think it was, like, some sort of social commentary for the time, but I was like, okay. I wanted a silly monkey movie. But you weren't there at that time. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I was like... Well, I mean, I was remembering it. Like, I watched it through, like, a eight-year-old's gaze and I guess I just remembered like the costumes and everything and so I go back and I remember I'm like telling my husband I'm like this movie's hilarious wait until you see it and then it's like super serious (laughs) like Like, the whole time (laughs) yeah like it's not funny at all and I'm like whoa don't remember this (laughs) okay so Mm -hmm. I have a good one okay I do you remember when Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did a double feature thing no maybe it was like early 2000s. Okay. So Robert Rodriguez's movie was called Planet Terror. Okay. The entire thing was st- like inspired by the old, like really classic throwback double feature drive-in movie type of experience. And then like doing these like monster of the week, really campy over the top B films. I love it. And they just went for it so hard. Like, but especially Robert Rodriguez. So it's called Planet Terror. <laughs> it features... Planet Terror? Planet Terror. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's got Rose McGowan as the main character. And it's a zombie film. But here is the best thing about this. Rose McGowan's character has lost her leg. And it has been No, I remember this. It's a gun. With a machine gun. Right? I remember this. <laughs> yes. I remember this. I think I had a sticker for it or something. Oh, my God. I remember this. It was so great. That's amazing. I think I just, like, drank it up. Like, jaw open. Could not believe any of this was happening the entire time. It is so much fun. Okay. I need to read. So, I never actually watched the movie. I just remember that character. Mm. I think, like, I got a sticker at, like, a Blockbuster or something. Like, I don't remember. Yeah, oh, my God. No, I can see it in my head. Yeah. That's awesome. It's just, like, watch it. instant classic. Also, okay, so then Tarantino's in that was called Death Proof, and that was a little bit darker, grittier, like, a bunch of girls hunt down this guy who hit their car. Like, I don't even remember what happened. He, like, kidnapped their friend or something. And then, like, just, like, slam him back, like, with a bat over and over again in their car, like driving back and forth up the road until they kill him. (laughs) So it was like really intense Tarantino. You know, he likes those (laughs) revenge stories. Yeah, well, I like a good revenge story. Mm -hmm. It's a good time. (laughs) 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I'm trying to think if I have any more obscure ones. Like, it's really, like, so I had... I feel like there's a big gap in my apocalyptic knowledge. Like, I have early 2000s and modern, and then I have, like, way back in the day, like, Soylent Green mm-hmm. and Planet of the mm-hmm. Apes and Beyond Thunderdome because the video store. <laughs> it's just magical. Basically. Oh, man. Do you well, have anything that, like, on your to-be-watched list or to-be-read list? Oh, man. I mean, geez. For specifically the pandemic? For right the now? pandemic. <sighs> Not really. I mean, like, my normal cue is so backed up that mm-hmm. there's really, like, it would just be too much of a disruption for me to start thinking about what to throw into the middle of all of this, specifically, like, pandemic-themed reads. Like, <laughs> right, right. Um, so, no, and I'm like, just chugging along. I don't want to read about a virus right now. Yeah. I just don't. Like, I cleaned out my bookshelf not that long ago and donated, like, um, to a nursing home. And one of the books I pulled off my shelf, I don't even remember getting it. It's been there, like, forever. It was called Virus. Mm. And it was about a virus, like, a mutated form of Ebola that would only kill certain people. Everybody else would just get a cold. I was like, I don't want to read this shit right now. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. I've been, Give it to the old people. I've been craving, like, funny, light things to consume. Like, yeah. um, well, this is a bad example. We were watching Shit's Creek, and we just, like, consumed it so Everybody's quick. obsessed with okay, that. Look. It's so good. It's so good. I need to watch it. You do. Like, it's, I need to just watch it's it. It's so freaking funny. Um, but then we went <laughs> straight from that. Like, you do. Like, don't even talk to me until you've seen it. Just, like... Okay. Believe me and do it ASAP. We'll record again and I'll have seen every episode because mm-hmm. that's how I roll. <laughs> no, like seriously. And it's so quick okay. to get through. It's five seasons, but they're like 20 minute episodes. Like it's classic sitcom timing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like zip, 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 zip. And you're done. So then we moved oh, on awesome. to Better Call Saul, which was a lot heavier, but still just like a totally different sort of mindset. And they do actually yeah. throw a lot of comedy into there. So we digested that really quickly too. Now we're on to 30 Rock. So... <laughs> Oh, I've seen all yeah. of those. I've seen all of Better Call Saul. Yeah, and then um, meanwhile, on my own, because Chris was not into this one, uh, I'm watching Hunters on Amazon. Yeah. So that's We're right. You mentioned that, right that too. Yeah, and so I'm I'm only two episodes in on that one. That one's, like, I love when, they're, when they go into it with, like, the pulp factor, but mm-hmm. it's pretty slow-paced. Okay, it gets fast. Okay. Because I felt that too. Like, the first episode, I was all in, and the second episode, I was like, mm. Is this what it's yeah. going to be like? But yeah, stay with it. It, it okay, When good. things start clicking, it, it starts moving a lot faster. Okay, cool. Like, I think I read through like one of the episodes. I don't even know what happened. And then the next one I started watching again. And I was like, oh, okay, this is good. All right. I, okay. never, I never know what's I'll give like. it one or two more. We'll get, get back into good. it. Because yeah, I like, the, I like a lot about it. So, okay. Well, we've gone for a while here. I think if anything, we have um, done the opposite of decide some favorite apocalypses. I like all of them. And really kind of, you know, laid out some good options. So maybe by the end of the series here, we'll have some like favorite. Yeah. We'll know our favorite. We've got a lot of ground to cover and you know, folks, if you're listening, send us your favorites, give us some contenders. Yes. I think next episode, too. Let's bring the one to our least favorite, where we would, like, die so fast. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like 
that's most of them for me. I'm gonna, <laughs> so that's going to be a harder, that's going to be a harder, a harder go. <laughs> also, I'm going to pick you out. I'm going to pick us out apocalyptic outfits. Watch. Oh my God. Watch next time. Yes. You're going to be dazzled. So, I'm so excited. Yeah. All right. It's going to be great. Yeah. So find us on Twitter. Let us know your favorite apocalypse. Um, let me know if you've seen Soylent Green. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask my dad. Because I need I you my to get my jokes. Green. He eats that stuff up. It's not the Soylent Green. That type of movie. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. Poor phrase. Oh, my husband. Well, I was telling him about this movie because he's used to me. He knows like I have like the most random movie knowledge and like what's sad is it's never for like these like really great movies that people will be like oh do you remember the godfather and what happened i'm like no (laughs) don't remember but then it'll be like some 1973 c movie and i'm like hey let me tell you so he's used to this right Uh and i was telling him about soylent green apparently there is a real workout shake called like soylent something and that's what it is is it's all like uh, nutrients and everything. I'm like, they had to know. Those people watched this movie. They know what's up. Yeah. That, that one's on them at this point. Know. They've had a few decades, it sounds like. <laughs> All right. So I guess <laughs> on that I'll see you in the apocalypse. <laughs> see you in the apocalypse. <laughs>